Today on the flagship show on the Cinematic Sound Radio Podcast. Just in time for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. You'll hear another show programmed by you. This is the Cinematic Sound Radio Podcast All Request Special. As today, we're listening to music from action adventure films. My name is Eric Woods. Thank you very much for tuning in to the flagship show here on the Cinematic Sound Radio Podcast, which begins now. And streaming on the web since 1996. This is the Cinematic Sound Radio Network. And welcome to the Cinematic Sound Radio Podcast. My name is Eric Woods, the founder and executive producer of this podcast. I'm also a proud member of the International Film Music Critics Association. This podcast is a celebration of everything film, TV, and video game music. There is something in this podcast for everyone. Whether you are a film music, TV, video game music veteran, or a newcomer, you're all welcome. I just want to say thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to give us a listen, and I hope you enjoy the program. If you'd like to join the Cinematic Sound Radio Podcast Patreon, then please head over to patreon.com slash cinematicsoundradio. And as a thank you to all of my patrons in the orchestrator, conductor, and composer tiers. Today is another Patreon all-request show. All of the requests you'll hear on this program come from Cinematic Sound Radio patrons, so if you want to participate in the next all-request show, then please head over to our Patreon site. And as I said, sign up for the orchestrator tier or higher, and you will have the privilege of participating in this very show. It's going to be a big show today, like all the All Requests shows, and I decided that since the fifth and presumably final Indiana Jones movie comes out today with a score by the 91-year-old maestro John Williams, I thought that will coincide with the release of that film and score and let my patrons choose their favorite action-adventure tracks on the show. And by the way, I told them not to pick any music from the Indiana Jones films. That was really the only rule. So if the film is listed as an action-adventure film, if it has those two words in the description of the film or in its genre, then you can play it on the show. So let's get right into the program, and we'll start with a request from Cinematic Sound Radio podcast supporter Victor Field all the way across the pond, in the UK. Here's what Victor had to say. There's no one real special story behind this choice. I checked Wikipedia's list of adventure movies, and this was on it, and I always liked the music from it, and it fills all of the criteria, not being from an Indiana Jones film or even by John Williams. By the way, the John Williams thing wasn't one of the rules. Basil Polidoris' main title and opening credits from White Fang is what I want to hear. Thankfully, Jeffrey Katzenberg's attempt to completely replace the music didn't work. Not that I have any problems with Hans Zimmer's would-be replacement score. Looking forward to the show, Victor. Thank you very much, Victor. So, to open up today's action-adventure-all-request show, 
Here is main title and opening credits from White Fang by Basil Polidorus. The main title and opening credits from White Fang, with music by Basil Polidorus. That request comes from Victor Field. Our next request comes from Glenn McDormand, and this is what Glenn has to say. Hi, Eric. Thanks for putting this show together. I'm excited to hear what the other supporters choose. I always end up putting a lot more music onto my playlists after your all-request shows. 
For this one, I've chosen Night Borders from The Mummy by Jerry Goldsmith. I saw this movie in the theater with some fellow soldiers while I was serving in the American military, and I had to get the CD immediately. It certainly wasn't the first Jerry Goldsmith score I heard, but it was the first score I purchased, and I've never looked back. I love this track in particular because I believe everything needs more xylophone. Thanks again, Eric, and I hope you get a break soon. Best wishes, Glenn McDorman, Philadelphia, USA. Thank you very much, Glenn. And yeah, I'm, I am going to take a bit of a break um, over the summer. I'm not going to produce as many podcasts, but hopefully I come back strong. Uh, in September, we have some uh, big news to announce soon, I hope, which is going to um, increase the Cinematic Sound radio listenership quite a bit. So I'm excited to announce that news sometime soon. But until we get to that point, um, yeah, the podcasts are going to be a little bit light from me, but everybody else on the network will uh, still be contributing. All right. Here, Glenn, is your request. Night Borders from The Mummy, released in 1999 by Jerry Goldsmith. Thank you. 
That track, Night Borders, from The Mummy by Jerry Goldsmith, was a request for Glenn McDorman. Up next, a request from Will Welch. Here's what Will had to say. Hi, Eric. Back in the mid-80s, with the popularity of films like Raiders of the Lost Ark and Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, other film studios and producers were looking for their own Indiana Jones-styled film. Canon Films had acquired the rights to R. Ryder Haggard's classic novel, King Solomon's Mines, featuring the main character, Alan Quartermain. They proceeded to put into production a quite family-friendly version of the novel, directed by J. Lee Thompson and starring British actor Richard Chamberlain as Quartermain. King Solomon's Mines is about Alan Quartermain, an adventurer who has been hired by Jesse Huston, Sharon Stone, to find her father believe lost on an expedition to find the fabled King Solomon's Mines. It is one of the first English adventure novels set in Africa and is considered to be the genesis of the lost world literary genre. It was therefore a perfect choice for an adventure-style film. It also hasn't been on film since the 50s. The film, when it was released, wasn't that well regarded, as it was too light-hearted and some had questionable takes on the natives. Still, knowing you had to compete with John Williams's Indiana Jones... And with the film being not so well received, the perfect composer to do the job was the late great Jerry Goldsmith, performed by the Hungarian State Opera Orchestra. This is one of too many Goldsmith scores that go under the radar. Goldsmith had worked with director Thompson several times before and was therefore the obvious choice for such a film. The score itself is centered around a wonderfully adventurous main theme, which is very brass-led. There is a lovely romantic theme, and the action music is very well done, thankfully because there's a lot of it. Clearly, the assignment was for Goldsmith to do his take on Indy. I certainly think it works. Goldsmith has many under-the-radar scores, and this must rank as one that more people need to listen to. There is much to enjoy. It has also had many incarnations. In 1991, Intrada Records released an expanded version, later reissued in 1997. Prometheus released the complete score in 2006. Quartet Records has then issued a two-disc edition in 2014 with the Prometheus content on disc one and the original album presentation on disc two. This quartet release is the one I have. Anyway, I'd love to hear the main title from Jerry Goldsmith's King Solomon's Minds. I hope you all enjoy this lovely score. Thanks. Will in the UK. Thanks, Will, and thank you very much for that great write-up. So here it is, just for you, the main title from Jerry Goldsmith's King Solomon's Mines.
That was the main title from Jerry Goldsmith's King Solomon's Mines. That request goes out to Will Welch. Bringing you the very best music for film, TV, and video games, this is the Cinematic Sound Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. Today it's an all-request action-adventure scores. And up next, a request from Cinematic Sound Radio supporter Don Mays. This is what Don has to say. Hi, Eric. My request for the action-adventure theme is Surprise Attack, from James Horner's score to Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan. It's a dynamic and thrilling track that helps really kick off the action in the film, where the threat of the villain Khan really emerges and you start to realize this sequel may be going to darker places than the original series ever did. Not to mention the plotting Star Trek The Motion Picture, which seemed to hang its hat on the visual effects alone. Hope you forgive the handful of seconds this track runs over the limit. <laughs> this is going to be mentioned a few times in this show. I kind of put a hard cap, maybe now it's a soft cap, on the length of track that my supporters could choose, and that length was five minutes. For those interested, Surprise Attack lasts five minutes and 13 seconds. I, I think we're going to let this one pass, Don. <laughs> Here you go. Surprise Attack from James Horner's score to Star Trek to The Wrath of Khan. It also helps that I really enjoy this score as well.
Surprise attack from James Horner's score to Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan. That request comes from Don Mays. Up next, a request from Carl Wanders. Hi Eric, thanks for planning yet another fun all-request show. For this go-around, I'm picking a cue from one of the worst films of the 1990s, which also happens to have one of my favorite scores from that decade at least. Rennie Harlan's Cutthroat Island rightfully has the reputation of a movie that almost ended careers and bankrupt a studio, but it also has an absolutely superb score by John Debney, a jack-of-all-trades composer, if there ever was one. I could pick at least half of the tracks from the score for this show, but I'm going to go with the roller coaster ride that is Carriage Chase, which includes wonderful statements of the main theme before a new chase motif that builds in intensity and tempo throughout the queue. I'm sure most of the listeners are familiar with this one, but if you aren't, I highly recommend checking out what I feel is the best pirate score since Corn Gold. All the best with your various projects, Eric, and I hope you and all the listeners have a wonderful summer. Carl. Now, here again is another example of uh, someone picking a track that is longer than five minutes. But you know what? I love this score. It's one of my top 10 favorite scores of all time. And this track just absolutely rocks. So I'm going to let it slide. Don't get any ideas. The rest of my patrons, I, I don't just, <laughs> I don't want to seem like this dictator. <laughs> Try to keep the tracks in and around five minutes. But you know what? Sometimes they go over. And by the way, I've also let others have tracks that go over. Anyway, here's Cutthroat Island uh, featuring one of the greatest action cues of all time. Carriage Chase by John Debney.
That was the thrilling carriage chase from the 1995 pirate swashbuckling adventure film Cutthroat Island, uh, a film that I actually really, 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 really like. Up next, a request from Stacy Levitsanis. And here's what Stacy has to say Dear Eric, I've leaned more into adventure than action for my selection. If I'd focused on action, I would have chosen Clever Girl from Total Recall, my favorite action movie score. But when I think of adventure movies closer to the Indiana Jones mold, Hayao Miyazaki's Castle in the Sky is right at the top of my list. Joe Hisaishi's music is a huge part of what makes the movie so wondrous and memorable. His melodies are full of sweeping romantic grandeur in the best Korngold tradition. I want to emphasize that Hisaishi composed just 40 minutes of music for the two-hour movie. This quality-over-quantity approach is anathema in modern film scoring, but I sincerely wish we could return to this level of restraint when film music was used when it mattered and not merely as a way to fill silence. The track I've selected is the grand soaring theme for the titular castle called The Great Legend, taken from the 1987 Castle in the Sky Symphony album featuring symphonic arrangements of Hisaishi's score. This piece is heard in the movie only once, two-thirds of the way through. It plays in full, with no competition from dialogue or sound effects. It is the voice of the castle's makers, conveying their dreams of what this technological wonder was meant to be, even though it ultimately failed. It's a majestic, stirring, hopeful theme that overwhelms me with awe every time I hear it. Thanks, Stacy. Thank you very much for your request, Stacy, and I also learned a new word today. Anathema. There you go.
request for Stacy Levitsanis. That was The Great Legend from Castle in the Sky, composed by Joe Hisaishi. You're listening to the flagship show on the Cinematic Sound Radio Network with your host, Eric Woods. Welcome back to the program. Our next request comes from Jerome Flick. Here's what he had to say. Hi, Eric. Thanks for doing this last show before your summer break. Celebrating the new indie movie to explore some other adventure scores is a great idea, and I hope I'll discover some great ones from fellow patrons. My entry is an emotional one, as I realized today, the day I sent you this message, and that was on June 22nd, is actually eight years that we have lost one of the greatest composers of our favorite medium, James Horner. I still remember how shocked I was when I heard the news and can't help but feel nostalgic every time I hear one of his great themes. We, for sure, miss his distinct voice, and I often wonder what other great scores he would have composed if that tragic event didn't take place. So in remembrance of our dear James Horner, I decided to choose Horizon to Horizon from the 2011 Jean-Jacques Garneau movie, Black Gold. Probably more an historical flick than true adventure movie, but I'm sure you'll agree that this cue's name and music definitely have an epic breath, worthy of the adventure genre. Thanks, Jerome Flick. You're right, it is a great cue from an underrated score from James Horner. Thank you very much for choosing this track, and thank you very much for paying tribute to the late, great James Horner. This is Horizon to Horizon from James Horner's score to Black Gold.
That was Horizon to Horizon from Black Gold, a film released in 2011 with original score by James Horner, and that request was for Jerome Flick. Up next, a request from Al Brown. Here's what Al has to say. Greetings, Eric. I hope you and the listeners are doing well. Back, way back in the year 1985, as a young teenager, I was given permission to go to the movies by myself. However, the only way I could get to the movie theater from where we live was to walk roughly two miles on a semi-busy gravel and dirt road during this very hot summer day in Texas to the nearest city bus stop. There, I would wait, and wait while sweating, for what seemed like an eternity before spotting the bus making its way down the road. I could feel the rush of adrenaline, or was it anxiety, as it approached. This bus would take me downtown, where I would then have to navigate and walk several blocks in order to transfer to another bus that would eventually take me to the general location of where the movie theater was. I would then have to cross several busy streets before finally seeing the glorious marquee highlighting the six movies showing there. The film I was there to see was Remo Williams' The Adventure Begins. The film had already begun, so I waited for the next showing Killing Time, playing a few video games, Jungle Hunt and Space Adventure, before getting in line outside at the box office to purchase a ticket for the next showing. I recall standing next to the poster showing Fred Ward hanging onto the Statue of Liberty by his fingertips, which more than intrigued me. I couldn't stop staring at it, with all the wondrous possibilities of how he got into that predicament, and how he would get out of it. When I finally sat down in the cool theater... The curtain opened and the lights dimmed. I was so excited. And right from the onset, when Craig Saffin's very adventurously bombastic and catchy theme began, I knew I was in for a special treat. The adventure I had to get there and back home again was well worth it. The journey home seemed a little less stressful. Could it have been because I was replaying moments from the film and humming the score in my mind? This is why I'd like to request the main titles from Remo Williams' The Adventure Begins with music composed and conducted by Craig Saffin, please. Thank you, Eric. I know you're having your adventures, and I appreciate you taking the time out of those adventures to put this all together. I hope you find peace, rest, and relaxation after your work is done, and I hope everyone listening enjoys their summer. Sincerely, Alphonse Brown, Pearland, Texas. Just a little bit of context around everyone asking about my work and whatnot. I actually put out the request for requests while I was in Halifax. I spent 10 days there uh, filming various aircraft uh, for a video project that I'm working on. And it's a pretty big, big project and it's just taking up so much of my time. And so I let my patrons know again that I was going to take somewhat of a break uh, during the summer. So uh, that's kind of why everybody is uh, <laughs> mentioning uh, my my work and what's going to happen this summer. Anyway, Al, again, thanks for your request. Here is main titles from Remo Williams. The adventure begins with music by Craig Saffin. Thank you. 
That was the main titles from Remo Williams' The Adventure Begins, with music by Craig Safin. The request comes from Al Brown. Up next, a um, request from Dennis Challer. Here's what Dennis has to say. Hi, Eric. I was amazed how difficult it was for me to find a suitable track for this show and was about to give up and just put the choice in your hands. But I found what I was looking for, and I'm a little bit surprised at the selection myself because I never thought I'd pick a score from a Marvel movie. My choice is The Great Mountain Battle from Black Panther, composed by Ludwig Gronson. A track with multiple WTF moments that give me goosebumps every time. It's such a rich, instrumentally exciting and fascinating track, and score in general. Is it just me, or is it kind of a pity that some of these really good Marvel scores got and still get lost in the hodgepodge of all the superhero movies that are cranked out? Anyway, thanks for all the hard work that you and all the others put into these shows. Best regards from Vienna, Austria, Dennis. Yeah, it is amazing how all of this, uh, how actually all the Marvel scores kind of get lost. And again, I, I think I've mentioned this numerous times before. It's just the musical continuity of the MCU is in shambles. But this is one of the more memorable scores. And of course, it is the only MCU Film score to win an Academy Award. This is the great mountain battle from Black Panther, composed by Ludwig Göransson. Oh, 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 oh. 
The Great Mountain Battle from Black Panther, composed by Lugri Gronson. That request goes out to Dennis Choller. Up next, a request from Lee Wildman. Here's what Lee had to say. Hi, Eric. As this is my first opportunity to suggest a potential selection for the all-request show, then it would have to be my all-time favorite composer, John Williams, that I would go to. And welcome, Lee. Thank you very much for making your first request, and thank you very much for joining the Cinematic Sound Radio Patreon. It's great to have you. Back to Lee's note. As I have listened to the shows, I know you might like to choose the most appropriate selection to match the tone you need, so I have offered two alternates with a blurb so that you can choose as it suits you, but would be happy with any of them. I may have pushed the envelope with the adventure genre, but hopefully they all qualify. There was so much to choose from, of course, even without indie. So the other selections he chose were The Hog Chase Part 2 from Paycheck, which is a great choice, and Klaus Bedelt's The Time Machine, the track I Don't Belong Here. Uh, we played those scores recently on the show, which is fine. I don't mind repeating tracks, but I want to give you your first request and your first choice, and it's got to be John Williams. You wanted to pick John Williams, so it's going to be John Williams. So I'm going with your first choice, and it comes from Hook. The track presenting the hook, and here's what Lee had to say about his choice. Hook still continues to switch places in my top five personal favorite John Williams scores on a regular basis. E.T., The Empire Strikes Back, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Harry Potter, Prisoner of Azkaban are the others for reference. But Hook holds a special place as it reminds me of a summer between high school, further education, and the world of work. I could have picked any track, notably the Ultimate War sequence, as a former brass player, it still gives me the best kind of nightmares, but the time limit brought me to presenting the hook. It's just pure joy. William style, orchestrations, immaculate, a singable tune, and I love it. That's all, really. Just love. Looking forward to hearing the show. Take care. All the best, Lee. Thank you, Lee. I'd love to play The Ultimate War as well, um, but I love your choice. This is presenting the hook, from Hook, with music by John Williams. Thank you. 
presenting The Hook from the film Hook by John Williams. That request comes from Lee Wildman. Up next, a request from Jochen Stoltz. And here's what he had to say. Thinking of adventure scores, Journey to the Center of the Earth from 2008 comes to my mind first. The score by Andrew Lockington is fascinating for me because it's melodic and rhythmically beautiful. For me, every single second of the score is interesting and makes me feel happy. The same applies for the sequel. It's a very orchestral score where you clearly can hear all the instruments perfectly captured in the recording. My request is the track The Center of the Earth, but I could choose easily a lot more tracks. So thanks for playing my request on your show. All the best, Jochen from Germany. Thank you very much for your request, Jochen. Here is The Center of the Earth from Journey to the Center of the Earth released in 2008 with original score by Andrew Lockington.
That was the track The Center of the Earth from Andrew Lockington's 2008 score to Journey to the Center of the Earth. That request comes from Jochen Stoltz. This is the Cinematic Sound Radio Network, and you're listening to The Flagship Show with Eric Woods. Welcome back to the show. Today we're presenting the All Request Action Adventure Scores show. Hope you're enjoying today's program. Our next request comes from Max Hamuliak. Here's what Max had to say. Hi, Eric. Apologies for the delay in my response. I hope you're well. Don't know if you have it, but for At the World's End, there was a bonus CD, and he's talking about Pirates of the Caribbean. I would love to hear the Hoist the Color Suite, which is a shame it did not make the album. Uh, Max also listed off a few other uh, alternatives, just in case I couldn't find um, Hoist the Color Suite, but of course I have Hoist the Color Suite, and of course I'm going to play it for you, Max. Here's music from Pirates of the Caribbean, At World's End, Hoist the Colors Suite.
was the Hoist the Color Suite from Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. And I forgot to mention the composer before we played it. Of course, it was Hans Zimmer. And that was uh, a request from Max Amuliak. Our next request comes from, I think she is a Cinematic Sound Radio super fan. I mean, she has been a fan of this show for, I mean, a super long time. And, I mean, we've known each other uh, online since our early days at the Film Tracks message board. And I'm just so happy to have Angela as part of the team. And we have uh, these almost monthly Cinematic Sound Radio Zoom calls, uh, which I offer to patrons. And it's great to see her in the conversation. She's a wonderful fan of, of, of film music, and it's always great to hear from her on this very show. So here's what Angela had to say. Hi, Eric. I'm so excited to participate in yet another request show. It was apparent right away how much I love adventure-themed scores. When I tried to decide, I ended up creating a massive playlist which contained everything from Bernstein's Magnificent Seven to Black Panther. I wanted to pick something not many would consider. Silvestri's Van Helsing is a favorite of mine, as well as Michael Kamen's The Three Musketeers, but I had an epiphany that helped me figure out exactly what to choose. A person either loves reading or they don't like it at all. This love must be fostered from childhood. It's never been my experience that a person grows to love reading as an adult. I had a tremendous pleasure at my first Steel City Con in Monroeville, PA, nine years ago to see LeVar Burton. I expected his panel to focus on Star Trek, but it should have remembered where this was being held. Southwestern Pennsylvania is known for its support of public television. Fred Rogers was from the area, and his show was filmed in Pittsburgh. So to see the majority of questions LeVar Burton was asked by his fans at Steel City Con mainly focused on the show Reading Rainbow and children's literacy and books in general was a true joy for me. Reading was something I have deeply loved since childhood. The library was always my favorite place. My favorite book was Treasure Island by Robert Louis Stevenson. I loved the Disney adaptation from the 1950s. When I first saw the teaser for the animated Disney film Treasure Planet, I knew I'd love this unique interpretation of the classic I so cherished so much. I bought the score before I even saw the film and was not disappointed. When I saw the film on video, I loved it, as I knew I would. It's grown on me over the years as a truly underrated classic. I, of course, love that instead of naming the ship the Hispanola as the original story, Treasure Planet ship was the RLS Legacy. A fantastic tribute for a fantastic book by a fantastic author. I'd like to request The Launch from Treasure Planet by James Newton Howard. Wishing everyone smooth sailing, Angela. So, great request, great score. Love it. Um, but I'm going to do something special for you, Angela. And we have the time to do it. A few years ago, actually many years ago, and some of you might know this, I, I like putting together suites, um, collection of tracks from, from a score, slamming them all together, trying to build a, a concert suite, if you will, of the score. And I did this with, and I did this with Treasure Planet. This is one of my earlier uh, attempts at um, at creating suites, and I'm actually pretty happy with it. The suite combines three cues into one. 
So we are going to hear the launch. Your request is going to be in this suite. But it also includes the thrilling action cue, Jim Saves the Crew, and then another fantastic track called To the Spaceport. Uh, The launch plays in its entirety, which segues into Jim Saves the Crew. I cut out the last minute or so of the Jim track to add a better rendition of the main theme, which has a more fitting conclusion. Um, It's a pretty basic edit in itself, but it was a lot of fun to put together and it's a lot of fun to listen to. And so Angela, just we've known each other for a very, very long time. And look, I I loved your story. I think you're just a fantastic person. And I wanted to offer you this uh, kind of extended gift here on this program. So instead of just playing the launch, here is uh, something I put together. This is the Treasure Planet Suite featuring the launch. Jim Saves the Crew, and To the Spaceport by James Newton Howard. I hope you enjoy.
So that was the Treasure Planet Suite. Uh, I put that together myself, featuring three cues, the launch, Jim Saves the Crew, and to the Spaceport from Treasure Planet by James Newton Howard. And that request comes from Angela Rabbiton. Our last request comes from one of our biggest supporters, Joe Wiles. Here's what Joel has to say. Okay. I know in the past I've relayed a heartwarming story about my youth and memories with my family to coincide with my choices, but this time I hate to disappoint. But I just love this movie. He's talking about Quigley Down Under. It's a great Sunday afternoon watch. I sat down at work this morning with a few extra minutes with all the intentions to write something inspirational, but I went blank. As some of you might remember, I'm a professional chef. I chef and manage over a very large corporate dining facility in central Pennsylvania. Anyway, I left the email to Eric open on my computer all day, hoping to have something worthy to say. So after lunch service, I needed inspiration, so I took over the Bluetooth speaker that keeps my staff humming throughout the day. I linked it to my phone and began to play the main title from Quickly Down Under by Basil Polidorus. My staff started to notice, and I started to look around... I was standing in the corner with my eyes closed trying to take it all in. I just love the take on Basil's approach to this soundtrack. It's a goofy western when it needs to be, dramatic when it has to be, and heartwarming when Tom Selleck is trying his absolute best to not leave crazy Cora in the outback. Anyways, I hear one of my cooks whisper to my assistant, who I have known and been friends with for over 30 years, Relax. It's Chef, he said, doing chef's stuff, chef's way. I smiled, gave my friend a wink, and as the main title concluded, I switched the speaker back over and returned them to their regularly scheduled broadcast. Later today, as one of my cooks was leaving for the day, he stopped in my office and said, That was fun. I look forward to tomorrow's piece. I took off my reading glasses and looked out my picturesque view from my fifth floor office and thought, That's my story. So, Eric, I'll relieve you of my nonsense and ask you to please play the main title from Quigley Down Under, because if Adventure has a name, it was almost Tom Selleck. 
<laughs> and uh, when I read that line uh, uh, today, I couldn't stop laughing. Joe, that was that is that line is fantastic. Love it. Um, I, I laughed for two minutes straight. So um, brilliant job. Anyway, back to um, the last few sentences from Joe. Joe says, uh, I always appreciate you and all that you do. Talk soon, Joe. Uh, brilliant, brilliant story. Love your stories. I can't wait to have you on the show again so you can tell some more. Joe, here's your request. The wonderful main title from Basil Polidorus's Quigley Down Under.
That was Basil Polidorus's Quigley Down Under, the main title. And uh, Joe, I, I hope you play this show for your friends. Um, that would be great. I'd like to know what they think of the program. Come on, they'll love it. You know they will. Well, to end off today's program, I'm going to uh, make a request myself. And since we are celebrating the release of the fifth and final Indiana Jones film called Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, I thought I'd play music from a film that inspired one of the Indiana Jones films, and that was Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. And as I was reading the um, making of the Indiana Jones film series um, in uh, this great uh, coffee table book, which chronicles the making of uh, the four films, uh, the first four films, it talks about uh, the screenwriters, Gloria Katz and William Hayek, and what inspired them to write Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, or why they were the perfect writers for Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. And before they wrote the screenplay, they actually recently had visited India and they collected a whole bunch of uh, Indian art. But what was interesting to read was that some of the inspiration for Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom came from the 1939 film Gunga Din, a Cary Grant Douglas Fairbank Jr. uh, film where they fight the thuggy and the thuggy cult of course are the uh, the main bad guys in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom so i thought i'd play music from gunga din and uh i was looking around for which album i had that had music from this fantastic score by alfred newman i knew i had it or at least i had a suite from it and what i found was the marco polo release of historical romances featuring Richard Kaufman and the Brandenburg Philharmonia Orchestra. And on this disc, we get suites from Juarez by Eric Wolfgang Korngold, Devotion by Eric Wolfgang Korngold, and a extended suite of Max Steiner's Brilliant The Charge of the Light Brigade, which was uh, eventually uh, re-recorded by William Stromberg and uh, John Morgan for Tribute Film Classics. But also on this disc is music from Gunga Din, uh, arranged by William Stromberg. And you get uh, five tracks from the score. And the score was by Alfred Newman and has two basic themes. The first is a sprightly tune for the Rockling Sergeants. And the second is a more reflective and rather poignant theme for the Brave Waterboy. Newman's variations on these themes is masterful, helping to give the film the lilt and swagger that makes it one of the finest of his kind. And of course, I wanted to feature a track that was somewhat adventurous and had some action qualities to it. And there is a great track that was recorded for the suite called Across the Bridge and Battle at Tantraper. And it's a thrilling sequence featuring numerous extras and uh, horseback riding and sword fights. Uh, it's it's really great stuff, and Alfred Newman's uh, exciting cue is wonderfully recorded here by Richard Kaufman and the Brandenburg Philharmonic Orchestra. And just a note uh, from John Morgan on the reconstruction of this album, if you are interested. Uh, most of the music on this album was reconstructed from piano conductor scores, especially for this recording. The sad fact is many of our classic American film scores no longer exist in their fully orchestrated original versions. 
Luckily, multiple copies of the original piano reductions were made for purposes of conducting copyright and timing considerations. At best, however, these piano scores on three or four line stabs are only an approximation of the full scores. Wrong notes and missing harmonic and melodic material abound. It is an interestingly tedious task to reorchestrate this music and, with the audio of the original soundtrack as a guide, come as close as possible to the composer's original intentions. In some cases, the conductor's score merely consists of a violin part. It is our sincere aim to present this music as authentically as possible. So we'll end off today's program with uh, something that inspired Indiana Jones. This is music from the 1939 film Gunga Din, music composed by Alfred Newman. This is Across the Bridge in Battle at Tantrapur from an album called Historical Romances. That's it for today's show, folks. We'll have another All Request show in a few months. I'm going to take the summer off. I'm still going to produce some shows, but not as many as I probably would. Um, there are going to be regular programs from other members of the Cinematic Sound Radio team. Um, and I hope you enjoy those shows. But thanks very much to everyone who participated in this program. Thanks to all my patrons. And uh, if you want to participate in the next All Request show, please head over to patreon.com slash cinematicsoundradio and join up in one of the tiers that gives you the opportunity to participate in this show. Thanks again for listening. Take care, wherever you are in this world. And happy listening. <laughs>